Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Guys, one of the sponsors for today's show is Beyond Burger. This summer, step up your grill game with the revolutionary Beyond Burger. This mouth-watering masterpiece is the only plant-based burger that is so meaty, it's sold in the meat case at your local grocery store. Packed with protein, it's better for you and the planet and will satisfy even the most ravenous of carnivores. Ready to taste the future protein? Visit beyondmeat.com slash happy hour to find a local retailer near you. That's beyondmeat.com slash happy hour. Friends, you are listening to episode number 204. And my guest for today's show is Elise Fitzpatrick. Elise has been on the show a few times before. So make sure that you go look at the show notes and find those and listen. She's one of my favorite guests that we've ever had on. That's saying a lot, but it's true. She loves Jesus. She loves his word. And she greatly desires for women to love both of those things as well. Her daughter, Jessica Thompson, has also been on the show. So you should go listen to her episodes as well. On today's show, we talk a lot about women and the Bible. Not necessarily women in the Bible, but us women and why or why not we are reading the Bible and why Elise thinks that we really need to. Listen to what Elise says here. And if you know that when you read the Bible, you're going to find God's love for you in Christ, then that will motivate you to come back to it like a love letter. You guys, this episode is going to encourage you to want to get in God's Word more, because let me remind you, the Word is for you as well, not just for the men who love Jesus, but for all of us women as well. Also, towards the end of the conversation today, Elise and I talk about what it is like for her as a woman who's been in ministry for so many years to see women leaders rising up. You're going to enjoy that conversation so much. Hey guys, I want to let you know about our Facebook page. It's jamieivy.com slash Facebook. Come find us over there. We have conversations about the episodes that we release. We have conversations about our book club. We have conversations about what's happening in my book, If You Only Knew. I share with you where I'm going to travel to. It's a fun place to meet new listeners as well. jamieivy.com slash Facebook. All right, guys, here is my conversation with Elise. Hey, Elise, welcome to the happy hour. Hey, hey. I should say welcome back to the happy hour because this is not your first time here. No, it's not my first rodeo. It's not your first rodeo. In fact, but I will say this is episode number 204. And the last time you were with me was episode number 89. Wow. You've you've been, wow. We've done a lot in our life since episode 89. Yes. So welcome back to the happy hour. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here on the happy Um, hour. Okay, Elise, you are busy because you've written, I think you're up to like 787 books so far. Uh, That's what Jess says. Yeah, 787. (laughs) That's where I'm at now. Somewhere right up there. You just released your newest book this past April, Mm -hmm. um, and it is called Finding the Love of Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. And so out of, you know, you've written about, you've written parenting books, you've written about heaven and earth, and now you've written about answering your kids' toughest questions, which I really love that one. But what made you say, okay, I think I need to write a book for women about Jesus in the entire Bible? 
Yeah. So thanks, Jamie. I, I wrote it because I think that most Christian women want to read their Bibles. Uh, they think that God's word is, in fact, his word to them. But I think that when they read stuff, particularly in the Old Testament, but not just in the Old Testament, they sort of struggle to figure out how that actually uh, would intersect with their life on a day-to-day basis. And I mean, you know, seriously, the rituals and sacrifices and things in the Old Testament, I mean, what does that have to do with Christianity? And so I I also know, and this is like a Barna statistic, mm-hmm. that of people who actually believe the Bible is God's word, um, less than a, a third of them actually read it on a regular basis. <laughs> so there's, there's an issue there, I think, of, you know, we know we should read the Bible. Sometimes I know in my life I used to kind of read it like it was my algebra homework mm-hmm. and I needed to do it so God would be happy with me. But I never really knew how it intersected and particularly how it intersected with Christianity when I'm reading the Old Testament. So yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Okay, so let's talk about this real quick. That statistic is pretty alarming, except for, is it alarming to you? Or do you go, okay, I I would have suggested that, you know, 20% of people who believe the Bible is actually God's word, read it four times a week or more. That's not very many people. Right. Why do you think that is with women right now? Well, okay. First of all, we're all very busy. Mm-hmm. And so that plays into it. Uh, there's lots of shiny things all around us to distract us, social media, blogs, etc. So that, you know, the sort of pressures of the culture, I think, distract us and eat up our time. But that's not all. I think, I think that when we read it, because we haven't been taught to read it, trying to find the story of Jesus and the gospel and his love for us, because we haven't been taught to read it in that way, we tend to read it sort of, again, like it's something, you know, we need to do, eat your Brussels sprouts, mm-hmm. or we're trying to, you know, figure out what we're supposed to do from day to day, or, you know, if I read my Bible, God will make be happy with me, or we sort of read it like trying to find out what would the heroes do. So, uh-huh. you know, if I'm going to read something in uh, the Old Testament, then I'm going to read a story and then I'm going to try to figure out how I'm supposed to be like Moses or Abraham or Esther or Ruth right. or, yeah, uh-huh. right. And, and, you know, those things, they, they don't really motivate us. What motivates us to read our Bible is love. And if you know that when you read the Bible, you're going to find God's love for you in Christ, then that will motivate you to come back to it like a love letter. So love for God or love from God, the yes. motivator? Yes. Both. Yes. So, you know, what does, what John, what does John say? John says we love because he first loved us. So because we know we've been loved, then we love in response. And in doing that, we love his word. We want to hear his words, Mm -hmm. knowing that a day will come when we'll actually hear them from his mouth. But in the meantime, we'll hear words from him that will um, that will cause our hearts to be set ablaze. That's actually what happened on the road to Emmaus. The disciples that Jesus met up with, they said, did not our hearts burn within us mm-hmm. while he opened to us the scriptures? And see, that's the issue, Jamie. 
I don't think our hearts are burning within us when we read the Bible because I don't think we see Jesus there. So how do we make our, can we make our hearts burn within us or how, what, what's the answer to that? Yeah. So the first thing is to pray, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the Holy Spirit has to open our minds to understand the scriptures. And there's like twice in that passage in Luke 24, where God talks about opening their minds to understand the scriptures. So that's what we have to do. First of all, pray. God, open my mind so that I'm not just reading this like words on a page. I'm not just reading this because it's my discipline to do so, but I want to hear from you about your love for me in Christ. And so to pray and then to try to find ways in which what I'm reading either tells me my need for a Redeemer or shows me a picture of the Redeemer. So, all of the time looking for uh, hints, shadows, or as Sally Lloyd Jones says, every story whispers his name. Mm -hmm. So, I want to hear that whisper. And I think when I do, then I'm going to, then I'm going to have this sort of heart that's going to come alive to wanting to read. Now, you know what? That doesn't mean that like every single time I read the Bible, I'm like, woo! <laughs> but, but it does mean that generally speaking, I'm looking for Christ everywhere when I read. And when I find him or stories about the gospel or whatever, then my heart's warmed. And, mm-hmm. I, and I keep coming back to do that over and over. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? (laughs) Yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. So I love this, and I love that you brought up Sally Lloyd-Jones because she has done this so well in her Mm -hmm. children's storybook Bible, which 
I just adore. And what I loved about that story of the Bible was that every single story was pointing towards Jesus, every single one. And I've heard you describe the whole book of the Bible as just one big giant love letter. Right. So tell me, because someone may be listening, they're thinking, okay, that's cool. I can see Jesus in all the gospels and even, you know, in the rest of the New Testament, because Jesus is here, he's been here and they're talking about him. But how do I see Jesus in the Old Testament? Like that has to be a question that people are asking is how do we see Jesus in the Old Testament? Yeah. And that's the right question because that's the question Jesus addressed with his disciples on the road to Emmaus in Luke 24. So he said, Everything that Moses wrote about, everything in the Psalms, the prophets, which basically means all of the Old Testament was about him. Mm -hmm. So where do we see him? Well, first of all, of course, we see him at the very beginning in Genesis 1, when he's, when God is creating man and woman, and he says, let us make man after our own image. Mm -hmm. And generally speaking, people who have read that think, okay, that is a reflection of the Trinity. So that's the Son of God, who we know created all things. The Son created everything. That's the Son creating man and woman in his own image. So that's at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got Jesus at the very beginning, all the way through to the very end. And then you've got the occasion when Adam and Eve sinned. Well, what does it say? It says that in the cool of the day, and this is after they sinned, Mm -hmm. but in the cool of the day, the Lord would come and walk with them in the garden. Now, who was that? Well, we know who it was. It was the Son, because the Son is always the one who manifests God's presence. So the Son, Mm -hmm. and he wasn't called Jesus yet, Mm -hmm. But the son is walking in the garden with Adam and Eve. Mm. And he's also the one who is there after they fell. And he says to the woman and the man, I am going to send someone through you, woman, through you. Someone will come who will crush the head of the enemy. Mm -hmm. So from the very beginning You've got the Son of God speaking about the redemption that he's going to bring. It's called the Proto-Evangelion, isn't that fancy? That's a big word. Very fancy, at least. very fancy. (laughs) In other words, it's the first gospel. The first declaration of the gospel is right after the fall in Genesis 3. He says, your child, your, actually, it's really interesting because it says your seed, well, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, through Eve will come someone who will crush the head of the serpent. Okay. So from the very beginning, then you've got God, the son Mm -hmm. interacting with women in redemptive ways, even though they fell, Mm -hmm. even though Eve was the first to eat. Right. So, you know, that's something I really want to say to women, because I think sometimes women sort of feel like it's all on us. Mm -hmm. And it's not. You know, Jesus came to Eve. And by the way, Eve wasn't by herself when she first ate that fruit. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that her husband was with her. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) So from the very beginning, you've got God the Son interacting with God's people, and particularly with women to tell them, I'm going to be here for you. 
through you will come redemption. Mm. That gives me kind of chills to think about the emotions that must have gone on in that garden. Yeah. You know, from the beauty and the, you know, when there was no sin that like that, we can't, our minds can't even understand that. Right. So that we have that. And then we have the realization that you've fallen and the shame and then the emotions that I'm going to make everything okay again. Like that just gives me chills. Like, oh my gosh, God, you are so for us and you're going to help us even when we mess up. Yes. And it's such, it's such amazing good news that, you know, right then, in, at the heels of their rebellion, that the Lord comes to them and says, I'm going to make it okay. Mm. You know, and how he did that, of course, was very costly to mm-hmm. him. But he was willing to do it because these creatures were going to be his creatures, his children, ultimately his bride. Mm. And that's hope for us even today. I mean, we're talking now about, you know, seeing Jesus in the Old Testament and how. God was always going to make things right and all the stories point to Jesus. But that also, it gives me and everyone listening and you so much hope because we are still going to sin until we meet him. Like we are just, it's in our being. But he says to us, like, I am redeeming and I'm making all things right. And so it gives me hope when I'm like, dang it. Or let's just talk about Bible reading. You know, it gives you hope if someone's listening and they're like, golly, I'm one of those statistics that they're talking about. I can't get my act together. I can't read my Bible. I'm so busy. I got all these little kids. Like, okay, so we can make a change, right? Like we can make, we can talk about how we can do things differently, but we can also say, but there is redemption and there is forgiveness and there's grace. And it's because of Jesus. Right. And, and the really great news, as we've talked before, is that we're justified. And this is what that means. Before God, those of us who've come to God through Christ, before Him, we are counted sinless, just as if we had never sinned. But also, we have the perfect record of always having loved the Scriptures the way we should. Why? Because Jesus loved them, and His record is ours. Mm. Let that that sit for a second. (laughs) I think we need, that a, mind we need a moment. <laughs> yes. Take a moment. <laughs> take, a, take a moment for everything. I, I, I'm just like putting that through every kind of brain dimension that I can about when you say that his record is ours. That's There's freedom there, you guys. Oh, there's so much. And there's so much freedom there. There's so much love from him that he would come and live this perfect life, loving scripture. Mm-hmm. He loved yeah. the Old Testament. And so loving the scripture, memorizing the scripture, it's obvious that he did because at certain times he could just quote it, right? He did that so perfectly. Why did he do it? Why did he have to do that? Well, so that we would have a perfect record of somebody who loved the scripture the way we should. Mm. And that's our record right now. So I think a lot of times we have this relationship with a Bible life. We look at it and it sort of makes us feel guilty. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're never going to want to be around something that makes you feel guilty. Mm. If, if you would change the way you think about it and feel about it and say, mm, what this is going to show me is how beloved I am. And even on the days when I feel terribly and, you know, some mornings I, I just get up and say, mm, not reading today. Sorry, too busy, whatever. Even knowing that even then I'm beloved. Mm. See, that will draw us back. Mm-hmm. That's what draws us. Love draws us. Guilt never does. 
And then you're saying, you know, I like how you say you don't want to be around someone that makes you feel guilty, but the more you spend time in it and you start to see the love that you have from the father and then it stirs up love for him, it makes you want to go back. Exactly. Yeah. So that's talking about how do we see the book and not just as this book that makes us feel guilty and see it as a love letter. But then at least there's going to, on the other side, I used to feel this way. I'm going to call myself out real quick. I used to feel as though knowing God's word and not just like, I'm not talking about reading it. I'm talking about like knowing it. I used to think that's for the pastors. Yeah. And God changed my heart. So in many ways, I think having kids changed my heart as well. I remember one time, one of my kids asked me a really hard question and I said to them, this was years and years ago. I think it was my oldest. And I said, well, let's wait till daddy comes home and he can talk to you about it. And I remember (laughs) thinking, what? Did I really just say that out loud? Because I just felt as though, oh, this, my husband's a pastor, you know, da, da, da. So let's talk about women who think this is not really things we need to know. Oh, yeah, that's really lovely. And <laughs> so the, <laughs> the first thing that I want to say is um, uh, let's jump to the New Testament and let's talk about Mary of Bethany. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is a very well-known story, particularly among women, because you've got Martha in the kitchen and She's, you know, fuming because her slacker sister isn't helping her make lunch. Right. And her sister is sitting at the feet of Jesus, feeding off of him. So Martha comes and says, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the serving? And, you know, that's kind of an incredible question to ask Jesus, who's on his way to die for her. But anyway, he sort of chides Martha. And he says, you're worried and bothered about so many things, but there's just one thing that's necessary. And the one thing that's necessary is what Mary's doing, sitting at my feet and learning of me. So, you know, I think that sometimes we feel like, oh, well, we should be a little bit Martha and a little bit Mary. And I'm like, no, that's actually not what the Bible says. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus didn't say, yeah, cool, be Martha and be Mary. No, actually, he said there was one necessary thing. And that was learning about him. And why? Why would we want to do that? Well, there was something there in the words of Jesus, and there is something there in his word that will so captivate and draw your heart that you'll want to do it. You'll want to be there. So, you know, Jesus expected women to know and love his word. He expected that from them. And I mean, he was followed. Luke 8 tells us that there were a number of women who followed with him with the disciples. So it wasn't just all guys. Mm -hmm. There were women that followed with him that listened to his teaching and loved him. And actually it says they supported him out of their means. So some of them had money And they would support the disciples in Jesus out of their means. And then one more thing, (laughs) you know, does Jesus want us to know scripture? Does Jesus want us to know his plan? Think about, think about who it was that he first commissioned on the first Easter Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The guys had already been to the tomb and hadn't seen him. Jesus waits until Mary Magdalene, I mean, of all people, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mary Magdalene, (laughs) she shows up and he appears to her. And his first word after the resurrection in in the new earth that he's creating, 
his first word was woman. See, he's, he wanted her to know that it was all about her learning that he had come back to life. And, and, you know, what does she do? Well, we can tell what she does because he says, stop clinging to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, she's hugging yeah, him, uh-huh. obviously. Which we, yes, hello. Right. Uh-huh. So stop clinging. And then he tells her, go and testify to the guys of what you've seen. Mm-hmm. So actually the first witnesses about the resurrection, the first people who were tasked with the job of talking about the resurrection were women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, that was like really unusual in those days For because sure, right? in the ancient Near East, women weren't even allowed to give testimony in a court. And now Jesus is saying, go tell everyone about me, what you've just seen. Right. Yeah. Right. Testify. Right. So, you know, are women invited in? Yeah, yeah, actually, they really are. It's not just for the guys. And, you know, you don't have to have a full-time vocational ministry to need to know Scripture. You need to know it when you're driving down the freeway and, and traffic is stopped and you're trying to get your kid to school on time. I mean, you need to know, we need to know the word only because, not because it makes God happy with us, but because we know he already is because of Jesus. And then that gives us courage and faith to face the day. And it says we know him more through his word. Right. So it's like, I want some, you know, that struggle with, you know, not spending time in God's words. Like I want to know God, but I just don't want to sit down and read this book. Uh, but it right. goes back to our earlier discussion about flipping the narrative about what you're, what it is. You guys, I know you're loving this show, but first I want to think a minute to thank our sponsors. The first sponsor for today is Lola. You know, women shouldn't have to compromise when it comes to feminine care products. Lola offers a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all natural cleansing wipes that are 100% natural and easy to feel good about. Did you know that the FDA does not require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products? So, of course, most of them don't. Most brands use a mix of synthetic ingredients in their products like rayon and polyester. But here's what's different about Lola. Lola products are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. And Lola offers complete transparency about their ingredients. Knowing that, you can be confident that Lola products are different from everything else on the market. Lola has a subscription offer. Their subscription is fully customizable, so you can choose your mix of products, absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery, change, skip, cancel, whatever. Guys, I love this. It's so easy to use because you get to pick out what you need. Everybody's body is different, so I get to put in my box exactly what I need. Lola also now offers cleansing wipes. They're biodegradable, all natural, and safe to use anywhere on the body. Here's another kicker that I love is Lola was founded by women for women, and for every purchase, they donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the U.S., which is a huge need for women in homeless shelters. I love Lola. You'll love Lola. Right now, they're going to give you 40% off all your subscriptions. Visit mylola.com and enter happy hour 40 when you subscribe. That's mylola.com. Use the promo code happy hour 40. Guys, I also want to thank another sponsor for today's show, and that is Google Play. Did you know that you can now download and listen to audiobooks on Google Play? That's right. With hands-free listening using Google Assistant or Chromecast, you can enjoy thousands of titles 
a la carte, no subscription necessary. There's even multi-device integration across the Google ecosystem. You guys, Google Play is so simple. And I want to tell you about a couple of books that I noticed they have over there. First of all, they have The Road Back to You by Ian Cron and Suzanne Stabile. What's exciting about that is that Suzanne is our guest next week. And so you should go check it out and listen to it. They also have other books over there from past happy hour guests. People like Shauna Nequist and Rachel Hollis and Candace Payne. They even have my book, If You Only Knew. You could go download that and listen to that as well. Listening to audiobooks is the perfect thing to start out this new month of August. The kids are about to go back to school. Grab your book, put your headphones in, and get to listening. For a limited time, you get $10 off your first one by visiting g.co slash play slash happy hour. That's g.co slash play slash happy hour. Find your story with audiobooks on Google Play. Don't forget, guys, all of the links that we share on here, we're going to have over at the webpage, jamieivy.com slash blog. All right, you guys, now Elise and I are going to talk about how she feels about the way that women are rising up in ministry. You're going to want to lean in close to these last few minutes of our conversation. I love so much about, I mean, you're writing this book to women and you talk a lot about Jesus' encounter with women. Elise, it's been a crazy couple of years with women um, with we've, you know, we've got me too movement church mm-hmm. to all of these things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one thing that is super encouraging to me is that women are having a voice. Yes. Um, and just talk to me, you're, you know, you're a couple of years ahead of me, just a couple. Um, <laughs> what does this feel like for you as a woman who's been in ministry for so many years Mm-hmm. And you're seeing some of this, you know, rise up and this, these voice that women are having and being heard. What does that feel like someone who has been in the trenches of ministry since, would you, I'm guessing here. Well, since 1975. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. 40 years. I mean, you know, over 40 years. What does it feel like for you? It's, uh, it's an amazing time in which we're living, Jamie. I, I'm seeing things uh, happening even in the last year or so that I never thought I would see happening. And it's so encouraging to me. I mean, the way that, and I, and I, you know, I don't want to be sour grapes or anything, but the way that women have been treated, particularly women in ministry has been really pretty hurtful. Mm-hmm. And I'm really glad that there are women who are speaking up and who are being listened to and the difficulties that women have faced in the church context, those difficulties are being hopefully addressed. I'm thrilled actually. And, you know, I'm, I'm getting close to being at the end of this gig. (laughs) So, I mean, I, I don't know how much longer I'm going to do what I'm doing. Um, but I, I am so glad for people like you. And I have to say that people like you and, you know, my daughter, Jessica, and that whole generation, you women have a voice and you're used to using it. And I'm so thankful that you're not going to be, you're not going to be told to go be Martha somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm really thankful that you're being told to, you know, go deep and, read your Bible and believe that God's going to use you. I'm so thankful for that. And I'm so thankful too, you know, for one of those things that we just talked about that distract us, but there's so much good stuff now 
that younger women are producing and it's on the internet and other women who maybe they're home with five little kids and they can't, Mm -hmm. they can't go out to things. They can watch it on the internet now. And I'm, I'm so glad that that sort of thing is happening. And then too, I'm going to say this. I think a lot of the guys who would be, you know, that younger generation, they're much more used to having women speak into their lives. Mm-hmm. They didn't grow up in the era where I grew up, which is basically, you know, women aren't supposed to speak to men at all. Mm-hmm. So for them, I, I think the guys are going to really throw the doors open. And as time goes on, and I mean, I don't want to lose biblical truth here, but there's so many things that women could be doing without crossing any sort of real strong biblical lines Mm -hmm. that they're just not allowed to do, but that's changing. I agree. I agree. And it is sometimes I'm feeling a little frustrated with, you know, things that are happening and things that are said, but like you said, I do feel really honored to be a part of this generation that's coming Mm -hmm. up that doesn't have some of the pushback that maybe you endured, you know, in Mm -hmm. the seventies and eighties. Um, and I and I hadn't thought about it until now about the men also in my age bracket who are saying women have a voice as well and it's okay mm-hmm. and, and I agree there are so many things that women could be doing that aren't going to cross over any you know standards that God's word has put before us and so I, I'm excited for what is ahead and it's exciting for me to have a husband cheering me on doing my yeah. thing and not ever feeling bad for it at all right you know? and yeah it, it's so exciting to me. You know, that's not, it's, it, this isn't going to change overnight, but I, I will say God is doing an amazing shaking right now. And, um, and it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I can say that from my cozy little nest in Southern California, cause I'm not the one being, well, I am getting a little shaken, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, take that back. Um, but I, I'm really thankful. And so we're, we're in a time of immense upheaval. And it's just going to be interesting to watch where we're going to be four or five years from now. See how it all plays out because God's doing a good thing. And it's about time that women are taken seriously and given a voice. And then as women that we really dive in and say, you know, I'm not going to wait for some guy to tell me what I need to believe. I'm going to read scripture for myself. Yeah. And that is, there's so much freedom that comes from that. You know, I, I confess mm-hmm. my belief on that earlier about, I just, and, and it wasn't that I, no one told me I could learn. It was just like, oh, I'm just fine. Yeah. But so much freedom has come over my own life and ability to do more ministry and have more voice. When I say this Bible was actually written for me as well. Like this is mm-hmm. not just for my pastor and my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, it is for me. Uh, every time you keep talking about Mary and Martha, I just keep getting so um, encouraged because I hate doing housework and I hate doing cleaning and cooking. And so I can't be her. I can't do it. Right. Okay. Side note. My, my, you know who Mary Kay, like Mary Kay Cosmetics are, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So my daughter, she's in fourth grade and I just went to her. She had a little presentation in school this last year in fourth grade. And her person that she picked to write about was Mary Kay Ash, oh. who is Mary Kay Cosmetics. And mm-hmm. um, she wrote in one of her little magazine, she had to create this time magazine about Mary Kay Ash. And one of the things it said this, Elise, it said, it said, Oh, I'm going to read it for you because I took a picture of it. And I, yeah, just, I, do. I just died. It said, 
Mary Kay Ash's products are the best in my opinion. She has like, this is her. She has like the best clothes. I want to steal her clothes. She is the best at fighting for women's rights and she did well. Here's the best part. If she didn't have done that, we need to work on our grammar here, but if she didn't have done that, we would all be at home doing the chores. <laughs> oh my gosh. I oh my gosh, I love her. Mary Kay Ash, all of us women would be at home doing the chores. <laughs> yes, no, please. <laughs> Listen, I used to say that the reason I write books was so I could buy toys for my grandchildren. Now the reason I write books is so I can hire a housekeeper. Hey, I hear you. More power to you. I all about that. Um, yeah. Okay. You have how many grandkids do you have? Six. And some are already out of high school. Am I right? Yeah, well, Wesley is, he's the eldest. And uh, yeah, so he's just completed his first year of college. And then we have a senior and a couple of sophomores and whatever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Fun, fun, fun. Okay. So at least um, out of your book writing, speaking, podcasting, which of those three, what is your favorite to do? Speaking. Okay. You love it. Uh, I love it. I mean, it's, it's completely my, it's my sweet spot. I hate travel. <laughs> yeah, but you got to get there. <laughs> so you got to get there until they can figure out some way to beam me uh, there, right? You know, that kind of thing. But yeah, I think I think speaking is the best thing for me. Writing, I don't think I'm a great writer at all, and so I I write kind of like I speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would I would say speaking is really speaking. my sweet spot. And do you love podcasting with your family? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Uh, I love being entertained by them. That is true. (laughs) And, you know, they're funny and uh, it gives us a reason to all have lunch together. So I love that. Yeah, I think the I'm really quite surprised at how popular the podcast is Mm -hmm. and how it it does so well because it's basically it's like Seinfeld. It's the podcast (laughs) about nothing. (laughs) That is a great definition. But y'all, it's not just about nothing. I'm not going to let you stop there. You guys do bring in some content as well, which is why I love it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we do sometimes. (laughs) It's 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 the best. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Um, Elise, what are you loving these days? Okay. Very good. So first of all, I love in the middle of the night when I can't sleep, I love to listen to David Suchet read the Bible. Okay. Is this an app? uh, It's on Audible. Okay. And so David Suchet reading the NIV. And uh, it's amazing. And 
So when I'm awake, if I can't go back to sleep fairly quickly, then I put it on with a sleep timer. And I mean, what's what could be better than falling asleep listening to David Suchet read the scripture to you? The best. And then you yeah, wake that, up and next thing you know, you know, you're halfway through the Bible. Yeah, yes. Right. And then that means I don't have to read that day, right? <laughs> you're done. Check. <laughs> then I'm done. Done. Check. Check the box. No. Okay. Check so. the box. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that. I also, I used to be a really radical coffee drinker. Mm-hmm. But I've got some health issues going on, so I stopped drinking coffee, and now I drink Earl Grey tea. Okay. Does that does that have caffeine? I'm sorry, I don't even know. Well, I I am drinking decaf. Okay. Okay. Got it. So Earl Grey decaffeinated tea, and I have actually I we're getting ready to move, so I actually found a teapot that I didn't even know I had. <laughs> that's always so fun. Now, now I have a teapot of Earl Grey tea on my desk, and that's really great. Okay. And then the last thing I want to recommend is Home Chef. Getting back to our previous Uh (laughs) comment about how we don't like the whole Martha thing, Home Chef delivers food to my house once a week. Is it like the meal thing where they have recipes? Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. So everything comes in the box. I got to choose it the week before, a couple of weeks before. Everything is there. Spices are there. Everything meats there, vegetables are there, a whole gig. And here's how my life goes, Jamie. Uh If if I don't have one of those meals, I will go out to eat. Right. Because I will not try to figure out how to go to the store. (laughs) Going to the grocery store is the hardest thing in my life right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I do. I have a meal delivery service too. I use HelloFresh and they come, Uh Aaron's out of town because he's the cook at my house. And so when he's not here, or if we just have a super busy week, I schedule it. And it is a lifesaver for me. It's just, if you can find any kind of, there's so many different options. So just pick one you like. Okay. What are you reading? What are you reading? That's what we say on our podcast. Mm-hmm. I What I'm doing right now in my Bible reading is I'm trying to read slowly through the Old Testament, started in Psalms, and now I'm up to Daniel. And so I read commentaries for each chapter. So I have, uh, right now I'm in Daniel, and I'm reading Ian Duguid's book, um, on Daniel from the Reformed Expository Commentary series. Okay. And, and that sounds like all heady and everything, but it's actually not. So what I'm trying to do is exactly what I'm telling other people to do, which is read trying to find Christ. So Ray Ortland's got a really great commentary on Isaiah and he shows Jesus all throughout Isaiah. Phil Riken's got it for Jeremiah and Lamentations. And so I'm just working my way through the Old Testament with people who know how to find Jesus there and finding the Lord. And because, Jamie, I used to try to like read through X number of pages a day or something, I don't do that anymore. I want to try to deep dive. So you might just read a chapter or less. Or less. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Whatever they write about, that's what I'm going to read. So you're reading it, you're coinciding, you're reading whatever they're writing about, you're reading that in the Bible. Got it. Yes. How do you find, someone might be wondering this, how would you find a commentary that you trust? Yeah, I would, uh, there are certain publishers that I trust. Okay. So So that's what you look at. Yeah. I mean, aside from the fact that I know some of these people, uh-huh. I mean, so for me, I know who would be really gospel centered. 
But you can tell a lot of times in the title, you know, if they if they say things like finding finding the gospel in Abraham yeah. or something, mm-hmm. then you can know. But also PNR Publishing and Crossway both have really great commentaries. And so, I mean, I would, I would do that. Yeah. Just check the publisher. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. Well, Elise, I'm going to link up to all this stuff and especially to your new, newest book, Finding the Love of Jesus from Genesis to Revelation, which came out this past Thank April. You. I'm just cheering you on. Big fan of you over here. And so thanks for coming on the happy yeah. hour again. It's been such a joy to talk about God's word and Jesus with you again. Thanks, Jamie. I'm really appreciating this. Guys, don't forget this summer, step up your grill game with the revolutionary Beyond Burger. This mouthwatering masterpiece is the only plant-based burger that is so meaty, it's sold in the meat case at your local grocery store. Packed with protein, it's better for you and better for the planet, and it will satisfy even the most ravenous of carnivores. You ready to taste the future protein? Visit beyondmeat.com slash happy hour to find a local retailer near you. That's beyondmeat.com slash happy hour. You guys, I hope you loved my conversation with Elise as much as I did. She speaks to my heart every single time we have a conversation. And I'm serious. Go back and listen to some of the other episodes that she's been on. You can find those in the show notes. We'll link all of those for you guys. Elise and her daughter, Jessica, are two of my favorite people. And if you're looking for another podcast, go check out their show, Front Porch with the Fitzies. It's really, really funny. Today's show was edited by Chris with Podshaper, and the music was developed for the show by Matt Graham. Next week, my guest is Suzanne Stabile. I know, you guys, it's true. One of my favorite interviews I've ever done, ever. And we're about to share it with you next week. I loved, love, love meeting her. You're gonna love it as well. You guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. I will see you back here next week with my guest, Suzanne Stabile. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 